Hughie and Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Uh, some of us have made lists, others have got silver hair, and others have been on holiday. Oh, and look, what, 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 don't what, 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 brush what? over the fact I'd that say they're not mutually exclusive attributes, are they? Yeah, Erin's made a lot of lists in her time, and most of them yeah. positive. There so. <laughs> yeah, we go. But has she been named one of the top fifty living icons well, of Australia and New Zealand? If I had been, it wouldn't be included. Let me tell you. Oh, so that clearly, is rubbish. Clearly, Whenever I haven't you been. Were the sexiest the list, we only no, you're we did. Right. You were like yeah, 99 on the sexiest top 100. I was not 99. <laughs> you lost to like no, no. three blokes was... in the women's list. <laughs> I was, I, no, I have slowly crept up over the years oh, and had you're... odd moments of fallback, but then I've come out strong. Very it's true. not about me. We focus we on that whole journey. Right, Make we... one list. <laughs> just go with okay, this. Okay, okay. Let's you. go with it. The Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. Ah, uh, look, this is, can someone else introduce this? Because it's embarrassing for me to introduce this. So can someone else take the ball here and run with it? Right, I, I just don't have the energy, Ed, if you wouldn't mind. Rolling Stone unveils 50 living icons in special collector's edition. Rolling Stone is still an ongoing magazine, has revealed its next annual special collector's edition celebrating 50 of the most iconic living icons from across Australia and to a lesser extent New Zealand. You've got to remember New Zealand is involved in this. The magazine goes to both countries. Yeah, it does indeed. And look, all jokes aside, Rolling Stone is an icon in itself. Yeah. And the fact that you have made this list, which which is the whole point of the story. Dave Husey Hughes is on the list. Dave Husey Hughes is one of the top 50 living icons. Is actually very significant and very well deserved, look, look, you know? I, I know Erin has made a lot of power lists and sexiest person lists over the years. Uh, I haven't made many lists recently <laughs> or ever. And so to make this list is, uh, look, I'm, I'll tell you, when I first saw the magazine, I was at the, I was at the Qantas Club and I saw the front cover because I have the Rolling Stone for free at the Qantas Club. And, uh, That's where they're at. Yeah, all right. Whatever, mate. And I saw the front cover and I immediately got angry thinking I won't be on that list. And so I didn't p- even pick it up because it would have triggered me. Who was on uh, the cover out of interest? I think it was Russell Crowe. Yeah, right. uh, and wow. so, and then someone messaged me, you're on the list. And I thought, no, they're taking the P-I-S-S. And then a couple of people messaged me, not many, but a couple. And then I went and got the magazine myself and saw I was on the list. I had a whole page dedicated to myself. Wow. Oh, it was a whole page because sometimes when yeah. I'm in, you know, all the lists that I make, <laughs> sometimes I'm, I'm high up in the list, but I share a page and that, that really hurts. Yeah. So to get your own page on those lists is a big deal. And it was a right-hand page as Oh, well, right-hand so. too. Yeah, God, so. that's prime real estate. Better than left, mate. So was there a, what number were you? No, there wasn't listed one to 50. Oh, but that's great it was an alphabetical you. order at one point, which mm-hmm. put me at seven. So I thought that's pretty odd. Wow. <laughs> Can I read out a couple of names that really blew my mind? Yeah. Kevin Parker. No, but you've Jermaine got to, Clement. No, you've, he's from Flea. You've got to understand Flea from Flea. the Reese Darby. Flea's from the Yeah, just big oh, names no, that we all recognise immediately. No, was, so, I'm on a list with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, it's not Flea from the yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Whatever. No, that is from anyway, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't recognise him. Was he born in Australia? Yes. So, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is Australian. Wow. Yeah, true story. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I got look, a big name. I must say, a lot of icons have died recently. And without, oh. their, without their deaths, 
I would oh, not yeah, make gotcha. a list. I thought you meant from this list. I'm no. like, God, that's quick. But remember, they're living. Yeah, no, and, got it. And I look, I have a healthy ego, but I'd say I would be right down the bottom of that list and only got on the list because some really iconic people have you, passed. I actually disagree with that. Thank you. No, in all se- and I love any chance to bring you down, but I actually, when it comes to Aussie icons and icons that embody Australia with your accent, your voice, your style of humour is so iconically Australian that I actually think you're doing a disservice to And when it comes to, to comedians in Australia, there's only, there's only one person you think of. Hannah Gadsby. Well, that's who I think of. And, of course, that's Barnsley. I was hoping for, I was hoping for Hamish and Andy. Hamish and Andy. That's who we think of. You comedy. They went in a duet. So I think they're the only duet. Oh, no, they fly the Concords as a duet. So, yeah. No, it's a few so they only got yeah. one page, to the, but there's two of them. So oh, that's, yeah. that's hard. Richard, hey. Wilk- Richard Wilkins? Richard Wilkins made it. But he, he's, he's stra- iconic too. He, to he also straddles both countries. You've got to remember, he's he a New Zealander. He's a big straddler. Uh, yeah. you know, he's got a huge. <laughs> Did he straddle two pages? <laughs> Where were the he's reached across the Tasman Sea. <laughs> yeah, with right. his, uh, he must be flexible. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Today FM. Tonight, seven thirty on your ten and your ten play. It's back. The return of Gladiators and the host. One half of the hosting team is Liz Ellis. I'm actually the less puppy like of the hosting team. Yeah, the, the, you're the one who probably knows what's going on. I would say. I know Bo sort of knows what's going on, but he knows what's going on everywhere. He knows everything oh. and everywhere and everyone. It's like. Liz, uh, we had to do the Highway of Happiness or the Caravan of Happiness or some (laughs) stupid thing for the footy show, and I spent four days in a caravan. Has he been diagnosed? I still haven't (laughs) recorded. Because he got ADHD. He's just. He must. He's just always everywhere, permanently. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? Bo Schmo, we love him, but we love you (laughs) more, Liz, because you you Uh are an inspiration. You won I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here last year, didn't you? I did, which shocked me because I just went in there and my whole focus was to not embarrass my husband and my kids. And I thought, <laughs> you know, I'm a 50-year-old woman, I've got silver hair, and I'm pretty competitive and I've never not tried to win anything in my life. But I walked in there and I thought, there are kids here who are reality TV stars and they first night they were all putting on a show and I yeah. thought, yeah. oh, look. I'm just going to try to not get eaten by a baboon and to um, <laughs> keep my dignity. And so it was a, very much a surprise when I won. But it's a voting thing. So you were the most popular. So there's no doubt about that. But also I read recently that you were about to give up showbiz. It was like, I'm going to go get a normal job. I'm over this BS. Is that true? Oh, no, I wasn't over it. I just, I'd had, well, I we had taken the kids out of school and bought a caravan and gone around Australia in 2022. So I'd had a year off. I'd stopped yeah. with my Contracted finished with Channel Nine at the end of 2021, uh, when the netball rights went to um, went to Fox, and I thought, oh, I might just have a year off. And so we drove around, and to be honest, by the end of that year, I, I was prepared to sell the farm and live in a caravan for the rest of my life. But I was in a minority of one in my family. For <laughs> but, that. You, but you were prepared to go off grid and not have to put up put on makeup or you know pretend you're interested in stuff ever again. Well, I just thought that, well, it wasn't that I was prepared to. I just thought that no one would be really interested in me. So when I got the call to do Celebrity, I was like, oh, yeah, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. And my little girl, they made, I made the mistake of watching the sizzle reel they sent me yeah, you know, when they send you all yeah. the highlights, oh like of God. all the good fun stuff, not of all the boredom and eating testicles 
and they sent me this reel of all the fun stuff and my little girl watched it with me and that was my first mistake. And she said, oh, mum, you have to do it. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to do it. She's like, why don't you want to do it? And I said, oh, can you imagine what people would say about me if I did reality TV? Mm -hmm. And she's like, mum, you always say not to worry about what other people say about you. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I taught my children lessons and now they're throwing them back at me. So next minute, I was on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here in South Africa. And next minute so, you win it and next minute you're being uh, Hosting one of the showered. best new big shows. <laughs> showered in office. You, you mentioned your silver hair, Liz, and I love that so much about you. And I was lucky enough to work with you at Channel 9 for many years. But but what I'm interested in now, you're now hosting this this awesome hot new show. Premieres tonight, still, isn't it? Premieres tonight, yeah, yeah on, on right. Channel 10, massive. Did you, when you got the gig and you start filming, do you then start to feel that pressure again in terms of how you look or are you still completely embracing what you were doing before? Because I think it'd be hard not to almost start to feel a bit of pressure. Oh, look, I'd learnt a long time ago to not try and compete with the hot chicks because there was a whole <laughs> host of them on. <laughs> my mum told me when I was a little girl that I wasn't very pretty, but I got a lovely personality and I've embraced that all the way through oh, my whole life. Well, so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean to be dismissive of your mother, but you're beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You. You're a yeah, Here's a pro tip. Don't try that at home with your kids. <laughs> no, because um, you remember. I just, you you know, something I, is remembered. Yeah, I, made right. that, I made that decision about three or four years ago to go silver. And I got, we started working on gladiators and it just never occurred to me to, to go back to being brunette. And actually, um, whenever I see, I think of myself as a brunette and then, but when I see photos of myself with my old hair, I'm like, well, that's not really me anymore. Mind you. I mean, it's a bit tough sometimes to carry off the silver look. We're in a few caravan parks a couple of times and I went to get my kids from the playground and I went to get my little boy one day who's seven and this little girl goes, is that your nanny? Oh, <laughs> how do you react uh, to that? Easy's They'll had never that. find her I've body. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, with those kids, sometimes you know that they know that, you know, you know that they know that you're actually the, the parent of the child and that it's actually malicious. Yeah, so, it helps you deal with it because it actually hurts more if it's not malicious. I know. So it does. Yeah, it's a old tells the truth. You're like, oh, and oh, then, there's a gut punch. The other thing I love, Liz, uh, you know, I've just turned 40 and I look around TV and, you know, Layla McKinnon was hosting Ninja Warrior and there's all these women and they're not old, but they're older than maybe traditionally you'd expect to be hosting. And I love that so much that this country and television seem to be embracing women older and older to host these amazing shows exactly. and do all these different roles. And it's amazing because you don't expire at a certain age. Yeah, exactly. Well, 40 is young, Erin. No, I know. I'm a zillion years in front of you in, in terms that. of hosting Thank things. So, so much. Yeah, it is, inter- <laughs> it is interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Because when we were younger, you know, we got told a lot about women falling off the cliff when they hit 40 or, or 45. And becoming- I used to joke when I hit 30 that I'd be gone. Yeah. I've got a year left <laughs> when I hit 30 and then TV will dry yeah, up. Well, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But Liz, there's a lot of hot men on the show, obviously mm. gladiators, and a lot of uh, people will be tuning in just to see men in their underwear basically prancing around. Mm. And women. Uh, well, And women, but I'm focusing on the men here. Do you uh, do you acknowledge the hotness of the men on the, on the show, or do you try to keep that uh, you know for your private thoughts? Oh no, I acknowledge it. I don't have many private thoughts. Using I lost my filter years ago; it fell out. So I don't have many private thoughts, and as a result, there's a lot of salivating between Bo and I. There's almost a competition over who loves Phoenix the most and who can get the most attention from Phoenix. So the whole time that we filmed, we were just like 
12-year-old girls, like 15-year-old girls trying to get Phoenix's attention. <laughs> so Phoenix is a man. Is that a man? man? Is that Shandor? Sandor, yeah. Yeah, Sandor, Sandor Earl, former rugby league player. <laughs> but is Bo oh, allowed to me. then be the same with the women? This is the interesting thing as well. I'm not trying to go deep or headline yeah, hunt, but know. it's, you know, where is, is he to allowed to? Out. Yeah, it's I'd love lab. to see it's if he on is. Tonight. <laughs> on like Donkey yeah, Kong. you'll have to see. But there is, well, I do salivate quite a bit over Halo as well because she's beautiful. Oh, right. So, you know, Good everyone time. knows. It's just like we all take a ticket and wait in line. Uh, sign me up. Thank you. 7.30 tonight, 10. You're gladiators. Thank you, Liz Ellis. This is the Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. Uh, Husey, Ed and Aaron. And uh, now, you want to feel young and hot? Well, Aaron's got the place for you yes. in a moment. The Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. The Husey, Ed and Erin podcast. So I am in a sling. Uh, my right arm is in a sling because of an accident I had on the Gold Coast on New Year's Eve, which is it is my wedding anniversary, actually. Oh, it is too. So uh, I was surfing. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Um, and it ended up me. being the most... Tragic accident of my life. I just need to fix. You can't put headphones on because of this accident, and your ears folded over. All right, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, one looked really armed painful. bandit right yeah. now. So, so hit, set the scene. It's New Year's Eve. I decide to go surfing, and I I crash on a huge wave. You were doing learn to surf classes. All right, it was the first lesson of a <laughs> learn to surf class. You're right, and I was mm-hmm. with my wife and three children, oh, and we were all learning to surf. Was Holly doing it too? Yes, love that. Uh, and then the three kids, and we've all got our big boards. And the problem is the boards are too big. So, and I didn't listen properly when the instructor. Ah. The instructor said, if there you're going to fall off your board, fall off backwards. Hmm. Don't fall off forwards. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize why, but I found out why. Because I fell off forwards off a wave and the board oh. took the next wave oh. and it was directly behind me. And the board got a really good wave and the board smashed into my back oh, God. and dislocated God. my shoulder. And I immediately like, I am in trouble here. And, you know, you're thinking, am I going to drown? That's what I was wondering. Was there, uh, the, like, the pain? Yes, uh, but how The did only you... thing that stopped me from drowning was that I was in knee-deep water. So that stopped <laughs> me from drowning. I don't know if a real surfer would ever be able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I staggered out of the water. The instructor saw me and said, are you okay? I said, I don't think so. He started laughing. Oh. I'm like, no, I'm really, I'm really in pain. Have a look at my shoulder. It's below my ball sack, yeah? <laughs> That's too low Way too for low. a shoulder. Well, I mean, especially given the size of your ball sack. And my age and how low <laughs> things are hanging these days. Way too low. You're floating on them. <laughs> it's a little floaty device. So, I'm, so I get to the beach. The, the instructor calls over Surf Lifesavers because it's their job. Big time. To save lives. I've seen Bondi Rescue. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm on the beach in agony. The Surf Lifesaver comes over and I say, have you got the green whistle? Give me the green whistle. I've heard it saves everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Surf Lifesaver said, no, we don't have green whistles anymore. They took them off us. Yeah. They're not allowed to have green whistles. Yeah. And so they said, we'll ring an ambulance. And they did. Oh my God. But the ambulance never turned up. What? No. How so long did you wait for the ambulance? I was on the beach for an hour crying. Oh, did they say God. it was you? 
What's that? They, I don't the know if they said it was me yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if he's that big in Queensland, right? <laughs> I'm saying that's why they didn't big come. In Queensland. <laughs> big in Queensland and anywhere. So, but we have the Surf Lifesaver, I believe, who was on the beach yeah, with oh. me. Here he is. Uh, Surfers Paradise, Surf Lifesaver, uh, Nicholas Savage. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, g'day. How you going? Yeah, we're hey. good, Nicholas. I have recovered. So you were the guy. You were the first responder, yeah? you Were, were you the guy who told me that you don't have the green whistle anymore? Yeah, yeah, I was. You, you said to me I was holding out on you, but I just had to. I just had to tell you that no, we didn't have it. So no, when did we, you guys we, lose the green whistle? Because at one point, Surf Lifesavers, I know watching Bondi Rescue, they hand the green whistle to people. Did you, was there a time where you did have the green whistle? Yeah, yeah, I think there was a time we used to supply the green whistle to those sort of situations, but yeah, we just we're just not able to carry it on us anymore. Only the end. And is that because they were being used more for pleasure amongst you guys than for those who might have been injured? Oh, maybe I don't know about that. I'm sure it's one of one of the Naughty boys at the surf club got their hands on one yeah, so, right. so the, na- the naughty boys <laughs> at the surf boys club have taken it. away everyone else's uh, yeah. uh, green whistle. But so you were, it was about an hour, wasn't it? And we were waiting for the ambulance. It just never turned up, did it? Nah, just didn't even say there was one on the way. <laughs> Who'd you ring? <laughs> um, is that normal? Because I know Queensland, just from a more serious news perspective, like the health system is apparently in shambles. Like, is that normal that you'd have to wait that long for an amber or it just wouldn't come? No, definitely not. Yeah. Usually we've got the ambulance push bikes that ride around. And I thought maybe oh, they yeah. could come down and hook you out with a bit of a green whistle or something, but. So no one no. turned up. So eventually, I, uh, me and my wife, I, I talked to my wife. I said, can you ring a clinic in the local area? And she did. And she said she, she, they've got availability at a clinic. And, and what did I ask you to do, Nicholas? Get in the buggy and you're driving me straight there. But no worries. <laughs> so Nicholas got in the buggy. The life-saving buggy. Yeah, the life-saving buggy. On the sand. On the, the sand. The dune buggy one. Yes, the dune buggy. The and one Nic- that should have still been there to help other people on the drowning. Sand. Nicholas, you drove me down Cavill Avenue, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. That's amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of thrill. I was a bit stoked with that, to be honest. You were stoked. So you were starstruck, were you, Nicholas? Yeah, yeah. I had the sign on and the lights. I felt like I was just, yeah, it's good. And I allowed you to take you a know. photo, didn't I, Nicholas? Yeah, it was good. It was a great job. <laughs> you, told me to, you, actually, you told me to go get your phone to get yeah, a photo so, from my mum. Yeah, I'll get a photo from my mum. But Nicholas got me to a clinic, and then we you got us out. You got me out of the buggy, and then I went into the clinic, and then you back you went back to surf lifesaving, didn't you? Yeah, just straight back to the beach and back to. Work. Did you think he was? <laughs> how, did you think he was injured, Nicholas? Did you think he was faking a bit? What did you think had gone on? Well, at the start, to be honest, it didn't look too bad. His shoulder was kind of just popped out, and we're not actually allowed to pop it back in, so oh. and it didn't look like he was in the best state to pop it back in himself. You know? right. did, did you know but, who um, he was, uh, Nicholas, or did he tell you? He did tell me who he was because my mate Taj, that was the surf instructor that put him out of the water, yeah. he actually said to me, oh, there's a comedian on the beach, you might know him. And as soon as I asked, <laughs> as soon as I asked, hey, mate, what's your name? You're a comedian. And he said, Dave. I just knew that iconic Australian <laughs> David Hughes voice. But you had to ask like, what his name was, eh, Nick? That would have hurt him more than the shoulder. Nothing was hurting more than the shoulder. I had to wait at the clinic for another hour. Oh my God. Thank you, Nicholas. You did Thanks a great job. Nick. I had to wait for another hour. There's still the pain, the pain relief they gave me the clinic wasn't enough. 
I was screaming, give me more. I want more. Mm. What can you put in me? I don't give a, I don't care what it is. Give me a COVID vaccine. I don't yeah. care. Just yeah. shove some stuff in me. Yeah. It wasn't until the ambulance turned up, which is two hours after wow. the initial incident. actually, in all seriousness, that is appalling. So two hours that later, I, I was asking for medicinal marijuana in that clinic. They said they've got it, but they can't hand it to me. I said, just give it to me. Pack the bong. I need it now. <laughs> two that hours take later. medicinal marijuana? I, oh, I didn't get it because no, I didn't get it. No, but is that how me. you do medicinal in a I don't, bong? I don't know. You're also the you first person who couldn't get drugs on the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 131060, uh, are you going to do worst what's the worst pain. pain you've ever had? Yes, I believe okay. that the pain I had was the worst pain you can have, but I want to hear from other people. Right. What, what is the worst pain you've experienced in your life? In your life, what is the worst pain that you have experienced? Today FM. So, worst pain of my life, dislocated shoulder while surfing at the Gold Coast. We had the surf lifesaver on Nicholas who told us that they're not allowed to give out the green whistle anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Once I got the whistle, that uh, changed everything. It was two hours down the track. Uh, my hand stopped working, to be honest. So I was worried that my hand was never going to work again. Was it again. numb or you could feel it, you just couldn't I move couldn't it? I couldn't feel it and oh, I couldn't geez. move it. So I thought, have That's I been scary. paralyzed? My hand is coming good and I appreciate everyone and all the messages. from The likes of Russell Crowe messaged me. So, you know, it was great to get uh, all the big names uh, messaging me. Um, what about the little people? And the little people, people who no one knows. I responded to everyone, by the way. And you too. I know the messages came late, but I appreciate them. When they eventually turned up. Did I message? No, you didn't. Thank I just, you so much. I no. did. I like... <laughs> it was late. Someone said to me, did you see Husey hurt his arm? In fact, Todd's dad. And yeah. I went, oh, no, I didn't see. Yeah, it was big news. Um, I ended up on the Today Show. Uh, oh, no, no, no. This yeah. I did see. Look, I was the, live no, from the Gold the, Coast. The claims you made on the Today Show, typical for you. Don't blame the Green Whistle. Another ridiculous claim made on live television by you. Have a listen to this. Look, I've never had a shoulder dislocation before, but I did have a woman online say she's had three natural births without drugs and a shoulder dislocation was worse. So um, I do feel like I know what it's like to have triplets, basically. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and so did I make that up? Probably. Do we have the woman who actually uh, sent that message? Jen from Surrey Hills, you did not send that message, did you? Hey guys, yes I did. That is, really? that is actually the case. Yep. Thank you, Jen. And what, yeah. How big were your kids? Like, like, did you have miraculously small kids, or like, what? Give me the birth oh, stories. So, oh well, I've had um, two that are on the smaller side, but one yeah. who was about eight pounds. So you know, oh, big wow. enough. Okay. Get, getting up there. So. And you, did, you didn't use any drugs for those natural births. That's what you said no. on the message. No. No. And so wow. you're saying your shoulder dislocation, which I did put on the Today Show. Did you see the Today Show at all or not? I didn't actually, no, but thanks for quoting me. I did quote you. Uh, so you're, you're hand on heart saying that your shoulder dislocation hurt more than your natural births. Hand on heart. Wow. I had Thank all you. the drugs. Give me all the drugs but, for those. Yeah, they they. Yet they hurt. Jen, I have a theory though with this because when you're – it's so traumatic giving birth that your body yeah. – makes you forget it so you do it again and it's the same as like and because you're getting a child right so that's the greatest thing in your whole world you love it more than anything so there's like if if something's so bad your body makes you forget so that you you don't relive the trauma so that's what i think i think your shoulder was less no i'm taking away from your story she just said yes exactly so thanks jen (laughs) thanks Thanks, for clearing that up (laughs) thanks jen all right (laughs) who's Uh, next uh stacy from heathcote what is the worst pain you've ever experienced so the week 
before Christmas, I got hit in the face with a baseball oh. and it broke my cheek and it hit me that hard that I actually had the stitches from the baseball embedded in my cheek for like 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, all right. so that is <laughs> a shocking story. So it's not it funny, was but... extremely painful. Who, oh. who hit the baseball? Uh, how did the baseball end up into your face? So I was pl- I was fielding. I was fielding shortstop and it's oh. come straight oh. off the bat. Oh. It's bounced in front of me and I've just like I've played for 10 years and yeah. it's just I misjudged the bounce and oh. it was funny because my husband was actually pitching at the same time so he felt guilty that he pitched the ball that then yeah, yeah. But you probably out. stopped a run I imagine so which I is... did I did the game, I did everyone just had dead ball and they had to go back did you get the green whistle is it available at your baseball uh, game no it was not I got a lovely ice pack and a Pat on the back saying yeah. you're fine. That's <laughs> how real Australians <laughs> handle pain, Stacey. Did you have not you. you didn't have any painkillers at all? <laughs> no, it's tough. Uh, Panadol. I didn't actually oh, go yeah. to the medical centre to the day after because it was what? Sunday. Yeah. And I just had the Panadol. ice and yeah. Panadol. Wow. That was that oh. was it. Do you have a photo of the stitches embedded in your face? I'm pretty sure I do, or my husband has it. If you do, one, and yeah. you don't mind yeah, us sharing, we'd love to put it up on our Instagram. We, I want to see that. Can too. we go back <laughs> to dislocated shoulders? Because right. they oh, are the worst thing that's well, ever happened. Well, Kerry from Glenmore Park, you've, <laughs> hello, you've dislocated your shoulder, and we've heard it's the worst pain anyone can experience. You agree with that? No, I don't. Oh, Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I dislocated my shoulder. I work in a hospital, so I was sliding a patient onto the CT table and I heard the crack and I thought, shit, you know, what have I done? And that bit of pain and that didn't find out probably for about a fortnight later. What? And I, um, yeah, dislocated and torn it at the same time. Oh, so worse than Hughes. Well, hang on. So, and you were, yeah, you were worse, in a hospital yeah. with access to all the drugs yeah, yeah, and you yeah. didn't even <laughs> inquire about having some of those drugs? No, no. And a shift, went home, popped some Panadol and hot sour. Yes, waiting on a surgery today. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of Hughesy, Kerry? I mean, we've had weeks, and he's on the Today Show. Yeah. Like you didn't Selling go, himself you like didn't, a exactly cheap. right. You didn't go live on Sunrise to complain. What, what do you What do you think of Hughesy? What do you think of Hughesy's bleating, Kerry? Uh, I think a bit of a pussy. At oh, the thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> we have a winner. No well, great word. I can't describe it any better. <laughs> Today FM. Uh, Hughie and Aaron, we're, we're wrapping up holidays. Uh, Aaron has found the how, how to be young and hot, way to go. That's a cruise ship. But also, Hughie's had a holiday nightmare. Age-related, oh, I me. feel. It is not age-related. It is a surfing accident. Oh. It could happen to anyone, no matter their state of fitness. But it involved the worst pain of my entire life. And there's a reason why the story went viral because of the images. You pushed it out there and told everyone. I I put three photos on Instagram. (laughs) And before you know it, I'm being interviewed live on the Today Show uh, with my arm in a sling and my hand not working at all. Like basically a cup holder. God, how did you? Yeah, right. I couldn't. (laughs) My wife got involved at one point and I thank her for that. Took me back to days of yonder, which never really happened then either, to be honest. So took me back to what should have happened when I was younger and it didn't happen. So, but anyway, I missed out on a lot it's in a my real, real journey. <laughs> Silver linings. The Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. The Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. As Aaron puts Husey's headphones on because he's hurt his shoulder and so you can see it on uh, Instagram, the service that she is providing him. 
Can I ask Todd, who we're speaking to now, about uh, an incident in Fiji? But just quickly, Todd, you're a tough man. You're a big man. Have you ever dislocated a shoulder? I haven't, Husey, no. Yeah, right. So I just it wonder, sounds painful. It is painful. So I wonder what sort of – anyway, he sounds like a man who could endure pain. Well – he puts wow. me through a fair bit of it, so he knows, knows a thing or two about it. But we were in Fiji, for those just joining us now, a uh, little brief background. On holidays, we get to the pool on our first morning, and it's a real fight for the chairs mm. by the pool, particularly the ones in the shade. There's not many, and the resort is full. So first day, I've put my bag down on one. They're like conjoined twins, yep. so they're attached together. You normally together. do take two. You do, exactly. Yep. And another guy, oh. after I put my bag down, another man, another dad, had put his towel down on that one and cue Todd and me wanting to die because I would have just moved and gone to somewhere else. But Todd... But just quickly, were there what time was it and were there other ones available? Like, yes, there were still lots available. Okay. There were heaps available. But, but yours was still. next to the slide, next to the slide where Todd's prime sons position where were going to go down. Exactly. Right. And I could see kind of where Eliza was or be with her in a, in a shallow area. It was a prime yeah. position. And, and I just said to you, babe, let's just move. Let's just go what somewhere else. What did you else. decide to do, Todd? Well, well, I guess the biggest thing here is uh, anyone who's been to a resort will know that there's, um, there's prime everything in a resort. Okay, so there's a, there's a prime spot around the pool. There's mm. a prime spot at the pool bar. There's a prime part of the buffet. There's a prime room. So this is bigger than just the banana oh, chair. Right. So you okay, thought so. you had to establish your uh, Correct. authority this is, this earlier. This is much bigger than this. This is, this is day one, hour one. But you had the moral authority as well because she was, Erin was there first. Correct. Correct. Right. So we were, we were standing next to these two, what do you call it, a sun lounge? I yeah. I guess you call yeah. it a sun lounge, yeah. yes. Mm. And uh, this is about 8.30 in the morning, mind you, day one. Jeez. So Erin puts her towel down. I talked to Erin for a moment, and by the time I turn around 20 seconds later, this uh, fairly posh English fellow, Ooh, yeah. love English, by the way, but yeah, no, no. had yeah. stood about 50 centimetres away from me and popped his towel in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So can we establish that he's English and not doesn't live in Australia, so he doesn't know who Erin is? And it wasn't. That didn't help, Uzi. That was sorry. That was that was Aaron's qualm with it later. <laughs> but at this point, it was all about the sun lounge. Yeah, it was the sun lounge. But it, it wasn't to get quickly. close to Aaron. It did yeah. Turn quickly. yeah, yeah. And yeah, so correct. I just said to you, let's just go because I know what you're like, and you you will confront, and you will yeah. So so you confronted. What happened? Well, what happened is I'm standing there, so I look at him, and he must know I'm staring at him because I'm burning a hole in the back of his head because I'm only about 50 centimetres away. Yeah, for people that don't know, refuses, uh, Todd is six foot three. Yeah. Six foot three and probably turn around. weighs 100 kilos. And aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Aggressive. <laughs> so shirt was off by this stage as well. Oh, yeah, so, so he's yeah, got a rig as well, yeah, Todd. Right? Yep. Yeah, he's built. Yep. And I've just politely gone, that's our sun lounge. <laughs> So not quite that polite, but yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. And he said, first in, first serve. Oh, yeah, came back strong. That's true. So wow. I looked at Erin for the exactly. nod. I looked, I looked across, and I got the nod. You didn't get the nod. I, got the nod. I was I not into game on. I was gesturing no, I for us to fight, fight, fight. <laughs> yes, what got happened? Got the nod, and so I proceeded what? to tell said English man that if he didn't move the towel. He'd, he'd, the rest of his week would be very unpleasant. Threatened him so. physically. <laughs>
<laughs> well, in a number of different ways. I've got two very noisy kids. <laughs> Eliza can be very pushy. So how um, long I before I said he... to Todd, please just know, after he'd said about the third oh. thing back and forth, and he said to me, he said, if we don't do this now, if I don't set the tone now. I know, now, that was a scene setting. So no. how long before, I'm sure, did he, when did he back down? Well, it was probably about eight or nine minutes. So <laughs> it felt it felt like four days. And and they both, neither of them would move. This is incredible. And Aaron had had three pina coladas by this stage. <laughs> is there footage so of this? No, but it was this awful. Like... I wanted to sink into the ground. I was so embarrassed. But eventually, did you get that sun lounge and did you have the pair of sun lounges? Well, put it this way, Jeezy. For the rest of that four days, I walked around that like a peacock <laughs> at that place. It was like some David Attenborough. Had, had what's that Attenborough? I had the softest yeah, poached eggs, the perfect bread. <laughs> everything, everything went swimmingly after that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's him on holiday. <laughs> that's a relaxed holiday. It's fun. This. Is the Husey, Ed and Aaron podcast. Kanye West made headlines. Britney Spears now on social media naked. Justin dumped her, breaking down in tears. It's showbiz. Ah! Uh, but on the subject of Taylor Swift, she was at the Golden Globes last week, uh, which is the uh, first awards, you know, Hollywood awards ceremony. It was hosted by uh, an American comedian of a Filipino background called Joe Coy who is not well known uh, by the wider public, but does sell out stadiums. Yeah, I'd never heard of him With his brand this. of, um, you know, humour. And, uh, no, well, he's, he, he bases a lot of his stuff on the fact he's Filipino and he, he sort of makes fun of his mum and stuff. So, all good. Don't worry about that. But he's hosting it. He got widely panned. Like, mm-hmm. he was completely, Joe Coy was trending, worst host ever in the history of an awards night. Ah, uh, but we want to dissect it because Tyler Swift was, Taylor was in the room. Margot Robbie was in the room for mm-hmm. Barbie. You had the Oppenheimer people in the room, Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone out. He's, he's done a joke. We The Barbie Oppenheimer joke. This is the first joke where oh, things looked rough. like there was going to be rough. trouble. Oh, All right, have a look Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. Oh. Right, so they cut oh, to God, the people. They clever. cut to Christopher Nolan, who's the uh, director of Oppenheimer. He looked disgusted at the joke. <laughs> they cut to Margot Robbie. She's a she's Australian, so yeah, she's, she's happy to have a laugh. Humor, yep. But Greta is it Greta Gerwig, yeah, yeah. who was the director of Barbie. She looked disgusted mm-hmm. that someone could say that her movie was based on a toy with big boobies, which. In his defence, it was. Yeah. But Barbie it's herself has big boobies. But I know, but the movie is based on the doll, yeah. which is a, a a doll with big boobies. And it calls right. out, what's that word women use for men that they hate? Misogyny. Yes. So, all right. So already he's flatlining. Mm-hmm. He's in trouble. Now, as someone, when you're watching it, as someone who has hosted award shows and yes. got laughs, yeah. what do you think at this point? Uh-oh. Yeah, look, the, the, the evil part of me wants it to completely yeah. flatline, mm-hmm. and it did. And I, I, the evil part of me was happy about that. But the, the, the higher self of me wanted people in, the, in these massive successful stars to be able to laugh at themselves and laugh at the ridiculous industry they're in. And so they should have laughed, all right? So Taylor Swift is there. Mm-hmm. He does a joke about Taylor Swift, who's uh, going out with the uh, NFL guy. She's currently ruining the Kansas Chiefs season. Oh, are they yeah. not going well? Uh, they won yesterday, but he dropped a lot of passes. So he... And they keep showing her in the crowd. And as a football fan, 
get her off. So yeah. he's, I don't care. Yeah, it's over. I don't care that she's there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, She's ruining the broadcast. That's the point of this joke. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, Travis, her boyfriend, hasn't had a great year as a tight end, but she's at the Golden Globes and everything's focused on her because everything in the world is focused on Taylor Swift right now. Here's the joke he did and then they crossed to her. Big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to here. And she looks... Mortified. Yeah, that's her go, though. He Not even is... mortified. She actually just looks like she's above it and disdain and almost anger at how dare he. Like, it's actually silly. You look, so it was a tough night for him. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He, he, I wasn't happy with this when he started making excuses about his uh, routine. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a oh, perfect no. monologue? Yo, <laughs> shut up. Oh, you got, you're kidding me, right? Oh. Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that is where oh, he no. lost even the most generous and empathetic of audience. See, I, I want to, Husey, you've hosted how many Logies? Or no, open hosted? Yeah, I, I opened four, and I've done jokes at about ten, probably. So yeah. has anyone ever written your material? No, but I... I always write my own jokes because I don't want to blame anyone else. Correct. All right. So, but so if it dies or it succeeds, it's my fault. But for him to do that and blame the writers, who often often writers do write jokes and they do not go well. But, but it's sometimes... up to you as a comedian if you're reading that. And even like if I'm hosting a ceremony, sometimes people, like sorry, like a, a awards night or a bloody function, sometimes organisers will write a script or suggest jokes and like. I'm not going to say something I don't think is funny, right? Like, but Aaron, mainly you do Hughie's material. <laughs> I actually did do his material about a week ago at Simon Kerwood's. Yep, go. Did you, you acknowledge really well? It everyone laughed. Did you acknowledge it was my joke? I told Brendan Favala, who I co-hosted with prior, but no, I didn't tell the crowd. Why would I? It's, I don't have enough word space. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I steal your jokes, but I'm funny. All right, and as long as you're funny, it's fine. But you know what? The fact is, if Comedians use jokes that other people have written and they go well. Very rarely does the comedian say, I didn't write that. Almost never. No, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's what you wouldn't do. Today FM.